Welcome back. So in today's podcast, we are going to talk about Spotify and Kim Kardashian, the dollar, and Warren Buffett's quote stating La La Land. And at the end, we're going to talk about two stocks in particular. Um, Enrique had mentioned these two to me a while back, and I owe him this update. So first, let's talk overall market. (laughs) What are people expecting here? So when you look at the, or I look at the Dow Jones, I've been using that as my major indicator. No idea. Um, It's bouncing up and down from this 27 to 25 range. And to be honest, I didn't ever thought in the past couple months it would ever pass the 25 range. Um, so we're, we're, we're sitting there. It's currently downtrending. You're seeing the market. If you're looking at a one month chart, you are seeing that it hit the highs of 27, you know, 200 about, and it seems to have lower highs and not lower lows yet, but to be continued. So first story, Spotify, is banking on the Kim Kardashian West as the platform binges on podcast deals. So, now while it's not Joe Rogan, and to be honest with you, this one's coming out of left field for me. I didn't even know um, Kim Kardashian has a podcast. But they're getting another named celebrity. And they're getting a pretty big one with a lot of content, value, and experience under her belt. Now, some of you might not know, She's actually currently studying to become a lawyer. So this podcast seems to be more um, around that that side of things. So interested to see what happens there. The news, though, that had come out apparently on Thursday sent Spotify soaring another 15%. Get this. Spotify has done, I'm not saying nothing, but it's been a month, right? In one month, they've grown... 21%. In three months, they've grown 85%. Now, in the past month, there really wasn't much that probably changed to their business. And the announcements of Joe Rogan and Kim Kardashian didn't change their business. It changed their outlook on their business. Now, this is a valuable thing for those who are newer to the stock market and those who may be invested that didn't realize the importance of understanding that news and the future outlook for stocks is how they're priced. Looking at them, I mean, it's crazy to say they're a $43 billion market cap, and that's small when you look at some big guys like Apple and Microsoft or Amazon, but not bad. Um, the negative earnings doesn't make any sense. Um, it's a negative 7.63. I'm sure that's going to have to change just because that doesn't work long term. And They're doing the right things. They're spending probably tons of money to do so. But if you really, really look at it, are they really? I don't think so. The Joe Rogan podcast, that's a smart investment. And as many people pointed out, from just investing that 150 or whatever the alleged number was into him, their stocks rose $4 billion worth in just a couple days. I'm not worried about them. Um, I'm more worried for Apple as an investor in Apple saying, hey, Don't give up the number one spot. What are you guys doing to compete? I said I'd talk a little bit about a headline um, I read. The dollar is going to fall very, very sharply. This is what a prominent Yale economist says. Now, to be honest with you, I don't read much into headlines like this, and I don't really, I'm not saying care what economists say. I don't care what one economist says. Now, I would have to do a lot of research. 
um, to determine what is true or what makes sense based off facts, but from just a very limited understanding. So this gentleman's name is Stefan Roach. Now, I hope I didn't pronounce that wrong, but after reading his article or this article by MarketWatch and listening to a clip, pretty much to summarize what he's saying is that he believes the dollar is going to crash. Some things he mentions are the worry that the national savings rate over the next couple of years is going to start to hit really, really negative numbers and really lows that usually leading economies don't see. Coupled with us trying to focus more on building ourselves out domestically and walking away from globalization. Now, what he's saying makes sense and what he referenced kind of ties the knot of why it does make sense. Now, he didn't mention much about us printing money. What he said here makes sense. Currency in general provides an equilibrium of savings and international balances. So it makes sense based on what his definition of currency is. So to be seen, uh, I know a lot of people are investing in gold, a lot of people going towards Bitcoin to try to minimize their exposure to the dollar and take advantage of opportunities where if the dollar does go down, having money in gold will allow you to, as the dollar drops, to sustain or if not even increase the amount of buying power you have as opposed to losing your buying power because the dollar is dropping. Next, Warren Buffett, another article from MarketWatch. The, the title says, La La Land, question mark. The stock market is, in quotes again, insanely disconnected and due for a reckoning, in quotes again, Warren Buffett warns. So, pause for a moment there. What do you think about that statement? Now, I'm going to read it again without the quotes. La La Land, the stock market is insanely disconnected and due for a reckoning. What are your thoughts? How does that land for you? Do you think, yes, that that's true? We're totally, we are disconnected? Or you're like, hey, no, the market's, market makes sense right now. Now, I think the way I just, my tone might have given away my opinion. Um, and that was not the, what I was trying to do there. But it does feel insanely disconnected. Will we have this reckoning? I'm not sure. But overall, this article is stating that people are betting against these absurdly overvalued stock market prices. Now, as I said last podcast, we are at now the prices that we were seeing back in late 2019. But we're not in 2019 situation. It's a totally different situation. We are not A-OK like we were in 2019, and we still had problems then. We are... We still got those problems and more. Think back. Around then, our main worry was the deal with China. Guess what? That's the least of our problems right now. And that deal hasn't even been completed. That deal hasn't even been started, to be honest with you. It got all the way to the point where it was pretty much signed and ready to go for the first part and got axed because of some clause, to my understanding, that because of the there was a pandemic clause in there. So nothing is accomplished on that front. And on top of that, we have all these new problems. So is the market insanely disconnected? Yeah. I, I don't understand how if a company is not making as much money 
because of the global pandemic, they still can be at the prices they were in 2019 when everything was, you know, A-OK in comparison. So there's this chart I'm looking at now, and it does indicate, hey, this S&P 500 is up, but the profit margins are just plummeting. So how can one go up and one go down, but they are technically both connected? Meaning, people invest because companies make money. But if they stop making money, do people still invest and make, so the stocks still go up? That's what's interesting about the stock market. If you see some of these stocks that are popping off here and here and there, um, there's no rhyme or reason sometimes. It's just volume and public interest. Now, this can't continue for long. You can't have profits down and markets going up. So maybe we are due for a reckoning. Is that worrisome? Absolutely not. Do I care at all? Absolutely not. Am I trying to see how I could be best prepared? Absolutely. What does that mean for me? This is tough for me. I'm not someone that knows how to appropriately deleverage and you know take some money off the table. I've just been holding this whole time and adding more to my positions when I see fit. That's not the best motto. It's it. The reason is if I sell something, I don't know when it's the right time to buy back. or. And that's not the best way to look at it either. But if I sell it, that means I'm timing it. And I'm not trying to time anything. I'm just trying to hold for the long term. So in this case, my plan is save some money and buy back when things go down. Do I feel like that's a good idea? Absolutely. Do I think things are going to get worse before they get better? Absolutely. So, as I said, I'm going to talk about two stocks. Now, these two stocks are not stocks I personally would invest in, but out of the respect for Enrique, he had brought up these two stocks and I was happy to review them for him. So, the first one is Cloudflare. It is stock tick- its stock ticker is NET. When he mentioned this stock to me, it was about a month ago. Now, Enrique, you might be listening, it might be even further back, so it's about that time. They're doing pretty well. They went from about $28 a share to $36. So they've done well, and they actually recently just popped off. Now, this is a company that's a cloud-based platform company. They usually, to my understanding, have good profit margins, these type of companies. Software is a good business to be in. There's also a crowded space. Now, I don't know too much about this company, but from what I'm seeing, they're moving towards profitability. I personally just wouldn't buy it as of yet. It's not one of those things I would personally put in my my portfolio. But I've been wrong before and it's already gone up since he talked about it. So I would have been happy to have been along for that ride. Overall, there's not much I can say that's bad about it. Just it's not not really what I go for usually. The next one is Slack Technologies. Stock ticker W-O-R-K, work. So, good stock ticker. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them before, but they're a pretty popular app in most business environments. So, it's a tech software, and recently I've been seeing a lot of high volume from them. So, there was about 18 million trade... um, on average, there's about 18 million 
shares traded per day. Recently, it just jumped up to 41 million shares traded. Now, in the past six months, they've gone up slowly. In the past month, it probably broke even. So Slack itself is another company I personally wouldn't invest in. They may be bought out. I have no idea. But they're in a good space. And if they can continue to take market share and continue to become necessary in the workplace, they can be a great company. I've heard a lot of things that in some some areas, it could be almost like a Reddit for internal employees. Now, personally, for me, this is too risky. They're, they're priced pretty high. They're not really making money. Their operating margins and profit margins, based off what I'm seeing from Yahoo Finance, are atrocious. Negative 87%, negative 84%. I don't see how they, they're going to really do well long term. And there's just big companies like Microsoft that can continue to develop different platforms to continue to take market share from them. Now, I haven't used Slack personally, but based on my limited knowledge, this is not something too exciting that I think is a good time to jump in. Granted, I could be totally wrong. This can go up another who knows how much, but its market cap is $18 billion. From my understanding, it's really just the app they have. And I'm at a pretty big company now, and we don't even use it. Granted, if they start to come in our company, I might reconsider that. I use Cisco, Jabber. It's not the same. I'm sure Slack has other features. I just don't see it as a, a necessary thing. And as opposed to things like Salesforce or SAP, where this is standard across industries. Also, if you look at their stock, it's been they've been in the market for a while. So it's not fair to compare the two. But I just don't see Slack as needed. And someone that uses it might say, Frank, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I encourage that dialogue. I am not experienced with this software. So it could be something that's really useful. But for me, not a stock I'm really too interested in. But Enrique, thank you. If you bought both of these, you'd probably be up a solid 20% from that time we talked. All right, that's it. I appreciate your time, guys. Um, please check me out on Instagram at Financially Frank. We got Twitter, which I'm starting to use a little bit more. Stocks, with the number four, Frank. And if you check out my Instagram, all the links will be there so you don't have to look anything up. But I do encourage people to, to comment, let me know. If you can't comment here, shoot me a DM or communicate with me. The goal is to have this be interactive. Just like Enrique did. He reached out and asked me about three different stocks. I reviewed the first one on my Instagram. These two do podcasts because this is the form I prefer to communicate through. Now, as always, the discussion in today's podcast is my personal opinion. I may have interest in the stocks I talk about. Therefore, I do not endorse anyone to buy or sell stocks based on what they hear. This podcast is for information purposes only and not for the purpose of providing specific financial advice. You may want to seek out a financial professional to obtain financial advice. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it and look forward to seeing you on the next one. Take care.